Hey, Marvel fans, welcome to a very, very special edition of the This Week in Marvel podcast. We are in the midst of Jack Kirby Week, celebrating the 99th birthday of the king of comics, Jack Kirby. And we've got a great guest, a uh, really unique and awesome guest for our podcast today. And that's Neil Kirby, the son of Jack Kirby. Neil, how are you doing out there in uh, the West Coast? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. How are you guys? We're good. We're good here in New York. Uh, it's a little muggy out, but you know, we're, we're dealing with it. But that's New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Neil, um, as we're doing this kind of, this celebration of your dad's birthday, um, mm-hmm. what, what does it mean to you to be celebrating your dad's 99th birthday? Obviously he's passed on, but we're still commemorating him and talking about him a lot. What's it mean to you to be part of this celebration? Um, well, I think it's just, uh, it, it's just wonderful that so many people are involved in, uh, in celebrating my father's birthday and honoring his legacy. Um, uh, and, uh, it, it's kind of interesting because obviously this has just been going on for a couple of years, right? Um, and it, it just started about, uh, it started four years ago in 2012, um, with our daughter, Jillian. And um, she was looking, she, uh, her grandfather, my father, you know, passed away the year before she was born, so she never knew him. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, she was looking for, you know, a way as she got older that, you know, she could learn about him and, you know, honor his legacy and so on. And um, so she founded this campaign called Kirby for Heroes, and that was in 2012. I think she was, she was still in high school at the time. Uh, she'll be a senior in college this year, so it's been a while. Um, and uh, so she founded this campaign, Kirby for Heroes. Um, basically, and, and what it does, it supports an organization called the Hero Initiative. Uh, and the Hero Initiative uh, gives money to former creators and artists and writers, anybody who is in the comic book industry, um, you know, who needs financial help. Um, the Hero Initiative tries to help them out. So her campaign helps to raise money for them. Um, and basically she started it as a kind of a, a celebration so that uh, everything would uh, culminate, so to speak, um, on my father's birthday on August 28th. Um, so she enlisted comic book retailers and uh, comic book artists who uh, um, they have this feature they call it Wake Up and Draw, where they wake up on August 28th, and they all, and a lot of comic book artists last year, there was over 100, I believe, um, you know, wake up and draw sketches, and then they uh, auction them off um, on eBay, um, and comic art fans, uh, and then the proceeds go to Hero Initiative. So the whole thing kind of started, this whole celebration of my father's birthday, uh, started with her Kirby for Heroes campaign, with it. Uh, this is the fifth year now. Yeah, and we're we have Jillian appearing on our uh, Women of Marvel podcast later this week, so we're definitely going to hear more about that, more about right. Kirby for Heroes and all that great stuff. Um, and that's pretty incredible, all the stuff she's done. Uh, what do you do to to celebrate your father's birthday? You know, how do you commemorate? Um, well, we uh, my uh, my wife Connie and I basically, uh, you know, we kind of get involved in Joanne's campaign as mm-hmm. much as we can uh, to help. Um, 
especially like the last the last two weeks, the run up two weeks to his birthday can get kind of crazy. So, and of course, by then she's back and uh, she's already back in college. So she's trying to kind of run things off the computer, you know, in her dorm room. And <laughs> so, you know, we help out where we can, um, you know, from our home here. She goes to college back east. So, um, um, you know, pretty much our involvement in the celebration of his birthday, you know, really is, you know, helping her out with her campaign. That's cool. That's really cool. And uh, she has, runs a great campaign. Again, you guys can get more information on that listening to the Women of Marvel podcast. It's going to be on later this week. Neil, I want to ask you a question I'm sure you've probably gotten before, but we definitely want to know the mm-hmm. answers for it. What was it like growing up as a Kirby? What was it like growing up as Jack's son, just being around him and his creativity and all the creations? What was it like? Um. Well, uh, yeah, I, 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 I do get that question a lot. And uh, actually, when you're, you know, when you're a kid, um, you know, you, whatever your father does is kind of just what he does to make a living. Mm-hmm. And when you put it in the context of, you know, going back, I guess you might say as long as, you know, I can remember, you know, you know looking at him behind a drawing board, so I'm, probably around the mid fifties, you know, I would have been seven or eight years old. Um, it was really just what he did as a living. And of course, you know, you know, in the fifties, you know, and even up until the, you know, going through the kind of the uh, silver age of marble there in uh, 61 when the FF came out and, and uh, then all the other magazines, um, of course, uh, uh, comic books were still, you know, nowhere where they are today. I mean, not even close by any stretch of the imagination. So, uh, so to tell a friend that, you know, your dad draws comic books and, you know, he co-created Captain America and, you know, you know, Fantastic Four and all these other characters, um, to my friends, it had no meaning whatsoever. <laughs> so, and, um, and, and again, to me, it was, it was just his job is what he did to make a living. Um, and, uh, you know, I was, you know, I kind of read the comics as they came off the drawing board and I'd read old, you know, whatever was laying around that was old. I would read those. Um, but yeah, it was just his job really. I suppose, you know, uh, you know, um, if it was starting out right now, it would be a lot different of course, but yeah, back then it was just dad's job. So, were there lessons you learned because of, you know, who he was and what he did? You know, like you said, you're reading all these comics. These are stories, basically parables of good versus evil and, you know, trying to, uh, the whole thing about the Marvel stuff, especially the characters with flaws and lessons imparted. Do you feel like growing up you learned from your dad's profession? Um, oh, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, because pretty much everything he did, um, I think involved basic human values, um, you know, and, and especially, um, you know, for instance, as a kid, I, I loved, you know, reading the old, uh, Captain Americas and so on. And, um, that was, you know, I think, you know, and what it all stems down to when you look at Captain America is that, um, 
my father hated bullies, you know, when I saw, when I saw that scene, I mean, literally, and, uh, you know, when I saw that scene um, in the uh, first Captain America movie where they're, you know, you know, that little skinny Steve Rogers is getting beat up with the guy by this guy in the, in the back alley, um, you know, and then, of course, he just keeps getting up and getting punched again. Um, that was kind of my father, really. Yeah. Um, you know, um, he, you know, he always stood up the bullies and it didn't matter whether there was some guy on the street or Adolf Hitler, you know, a bully is a bully. So, um, you know, I think that was probably, you know, in terms of a value, I think that's probably the first one I learned. Um, um, and of course, um, you know, just the superhero genre in, in general is, is pretty much a good versus evil uh, storyline, you know, and, yeah, you know, whether the evil is homegrown or from a different dimension or from outer space, it's, it's still an evil that has to be dealt with. Um, so, you know, I, I think I always grew up with that good, you know, kind of like reading about that good versus evil and, you know, um, and, uh, hopefully good always triumphs. Now, your dad created and worked on so many characters. Were there mm-hmm. any that, as as you were relating to him, that you could tell were kind of his personal favorites? Um, well, I always thought, um, and of course, I suppose everybody will have their own opinion. Um, sure. I, th- I, you know, I think he had the closest uh, personal connection to Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, that was not only you know, I guess if you, if you want to say his signature character, uh, mm. along with, you know, uh, Joe Simon. Um, um, but I think he had the closest connection to that. Um, you know, both, both in terms of, you know, art history. Um, and again, you know, meaning the whole thing, like I said, with, uh, hating bullies and protecting, uh, you know, protecting the little person, so to speak. Okay. So, uh, you know, so I think he was really, uh, I, I think he had the, the greatest personal connection to, to Captain America. Um, in terms of what I really think he enjoyed uh, drawing, I think he enjoyed um, Thor the most. Mm. Uh, he was just so into history and mythology. Um, and, you know, Thor gave him, uh, you know, Thor gave him the opportunity to go crazy with all that stuff, <laughs> you know, so, you know, you got hot, you know, you got guys, you know, with, uh, guys in helmets that, you know, no human being could physically wear, you know, <laughs> which I remember pointing out to him once as a kid, I was going, guys, you know, I'm just standing there over his shoulder. I was drawing some, you know, some Norse guy with, you know, six foot elk horns on his helmet. And I said, you know, you know, dad, the helmet would be too heavy. The guy wouldn't be able to keep his head up, you know, and he just looks <laughs> up and he goes, Hey, it's a Norse God. It's a superhero. So, um, uh, so he, I think he really enjoyed showing that. And it, it, uh, it very much, you know, to me, it really shows in, in the, uh, in the Thor comic books. And when you, uh, look at, um, when you look at now, and, and we just got a copy of that new IDW book of uh, the artist edition of Thor, yeah. um, and you look at all these things, again, in their full original size, uh, it's just incredible to look at. It really is. 
All right, I'm going to put you on the spot, Neil. We talked okay. about your dad's favorite characters. Who were your favorite characters that he worked on? Who did you kind of gravitate to? Well, um, uh, I did gravitate, you know, uh, towards Captain America. I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed those in the comics, um, and and probably Thor as well, because I, I had that kind of you know same enjoyment and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, interest in history and and mythology. So, um, um, so I don't know if that's strictly coincidental because you know, <laughs> as a as a kid, I didn't really give it any thought. Gee, what are Dad's favorites? And you know, I'll pick the same ones. But uh, but it's kind of interesting in hindsight that um, I really enjoy reading those same ones because when I look at when I read Captain America, I, you know, I I just see a lot of my father there. So, um, and then of course, um, um, when, when I read the old Thor's, uh, it, it kind of reminds me a lot, um, his, uh, his studio in, uh, in Long Island, um, which, uh, they moved to their house, what was that, 1948, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so he worked in the studio in Long Island from 1948 till the end of 1968 when they moved to California. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just filled with history books and books on mythology. And, uh, so when I was sitting down there, um, uh, you know, with him, uh, you know, as a young, as a youngster, you know, I was just always, uh, you know, kind of reading every book on his bookshelf. I read it once, he probably read it five times, but, uh, um, so I, I guess just by coincidence, you know, I, I just kind of like the same ones. Yeah, I was. Just, I mean, you know, those are some great picks. Definitely, I, I agree with you. You can see the love on those Thor pages and on the, all the big splashes with all the mythological characters, whether it was Surtur or whoever it was. You can definitely see uh, how much he cared about that character. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, some of the other books I found, you know, interesting because. Um, you know, I was also, because my father was incredibly interested in science and loved science, as did mm-hmm. I. As I became a science teacher later in life. Yep, yep. And, um, but, um, uh, you know, when you look at a book like The Hulk, for instance, um, here you had, um, and you'll have to excuse my lack of comic book history here, I, <laughs> I forget what year it came out, 64? Somewhere around there, yeah. Somewhere around there. But, um, you know, here he had a, uh, a, um, an alternative being, so, so to speak. I guess we could mm-hmm. put it that way. Um, um, I don't want to use the word monster because he wasn't a monster. You know, mm-hmm. I've heard that referred to. Um, and, um, uh, and, you know, um, and so, but anyway, here you had the, the creation of a Hulk, a being, uh, you know, that's getting created uh, by a gamma ray um, explosion, you know, this mm-hmm. gamma bomb. And, um, you know, and it has, the, you know, the gamma radiation altering, you know, altering those banners, DNA, and all that kind of stuff. Well, the, um, you know, the actual configuration of DNA was just figured out maybe five or six years before that comic book even came out. It was literally brand new science. So it's right um, on the uh, cutting edge there. You know, you're, you know literally. 
Um, but my father kept up on all that. Mm-hmm. Um, he just always knew what was going on, whether, you know, it didn't matter what kind of science it was. And, um, um, where he found time to read all this stuff, I have absolutely no idea because it seemed like he was always working. But, um, uh, but he was, he was just, you know, I have to say, you know, I thought my father was one of the smartest people I ever met, if not the smartest person I ever met. <laughs> Speaking of your father and uh, where we are today, Neil, in a larger sense, what do you think is his legacy on comics, on creativity? What do you want his lasting legacy to be? Well, um, you know, certainly um, I think two things. The creativity um, that so much can come out of, you know, one person. Mm-hmm. you know, for such a long period of time. Um, you know, here you have, you know, um, you know, going back to it, so, you know, let's, you know, just use Captain America as a starting point, even though there were characters before that, but mm-hmm. uh, using Captain America as a starting point, so going, you know, from, um, you know, from 1941 you know, all the way up through um, what he did for, you know, uh, D.C. in the 70s, um, um, you know, with the, uh, you know, with the Fourth World series and the New mm-hmm. Gods, and then after he returned to Marvel and, um, you know, came up with the Eternals and, uh, you know, and, and those books, um, just the, the amount of characters uh, that came out of his mind is just, you know, astounding. And then if you, if you, you know, and those are the main characters, you know, the main beings, the main characters, if you add the, you know, every sub-character and villain and proverbial sidekick to that, um, <laughs> you know, um, you've probably got a list three or four pages long, at least, I would think. Oh, yeah. Um, um, and, of course, um, you know, and, and, of course, not secondly, but, I think, you know, as importantly, is the artwork himself, just his, um, uh, his style of artwork, especially um, as it evolved um, into the mid-60s, where everybody, even Captain America, got even more muscular. Mm. Um, um, and you had that style develop, and you had um, more, you know, uh, you know, like more action on one double-page spread that, um, you might see in, in most entire 22 page stories, um, is just, he, you know, he, he pretty, he filled every comic book with just, um, incredible artwork and that the artwork had his particular style, which still, you know, resonates to this day, you know, Absolutely. I mean, if, you, if you're right, you know, you, you sit with, you see a picture of Captain America, you know, and it looks like the fist is coming off the page for you. Well, you know, either, yeah, you know, right at your face, you know, that's Jack Kirby do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, those are the two main things I would say, you know, that he left as a, as a lasting legacy. Um, and, um, and I, well, I guess maybe one third thing, you know, if I want to add a third thing, um, you know, I have to honestly say when, uh, you know, he returned to Marvel um, in, what was that, 1958 or so, 57, 58, um, and then in 61 
when uh, they came up with the um, Fantastic Four. Um, that, you know, that was a starting point that resurrected the comic book industry. For sure. Um, and, you know, my personal feeling is without that, without the Fantastic Four, and then, you know, you had the X-Men and so on, without those books, um, uh, I think, honestly, I think that pretty much would have been it um, for comic books. Maybe they could have gone on another, I don't know, um, you know, I suppose maybe uh, had Marvel not done that, I suppose maybe DC, you know, Superman and Batman might have continued on forever, who knows. Um, but it certainly, at the very least, um, breathed a whole lot of life into the comic book industry. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. It really was the uh, rebirth of comic books with Fantastic Four. All right, as we kind of wrap things up, Neil, I want to know, as we continue to celebrate your dad's birthday, to celebrate his mm-hmm. life, to uh, look at the Kirby's for Heroes charity, what are the most important things that you want people to think about when they think of your dad? Um, well, I, the most important thing would be is, you know, um, what he stood for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like I've said before, uh, you know, with, with Captain America, you know, with uh, standing up for what's right, with, uh, you know, protecting those that need help. And, um, you know, with, uh, you know, with, giving people a, you know, a, uh, a helping hand. Um, have I got time for just one little story to exemplify that? Yeah, um, absolutely. Was a, yeah, there was a time in, it was a summer of 1969, and my parents had just, uh, they just moved, they moved out to California three or four months prior. They were living in uh, Irvine, California. And this was um, uh, right at the time of, uh, Cesar Chavez uh, with the United Farm Workers, and there was, a, you know, striking, and there were boycotts and so on in the grape industry in California, and I, I guess for most of the country. Um, and um, I, I remember I was I was still in college at the time, but I, I flew back to California for the summer, and uh, I remember my mother came home um, from food shopping and took a bag of table grapes, um, you know, out of the shopping bag and put it on the kitchen table. And my, <laughs> my father just went, you know, ballistic and threw the grapes out the window. And, you know, don't you know, there's a boycott going on. And, <laughs> um, and um, that's the kind of guy he was, you know, the, the you know, that the whole, you know, being socially conscious and so on, um, you know, that, that ran through him as just mm-hmm. part of what he was. So, um, I think it's important that people remember him for that as much as his artwork and his, his contributions to comics. I think that's a great way to end it. And uh, Neil, I want to thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us. Hopefully we'll have you on again in the future to talk more about comics and your dad and everything. But I uh, thanks so much for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. And, uh, you know, and I really appreciate, um, you know, family really appreciates everything, you know, you guys are doing with, uh, you know, Kirby Week to help celebrate his birthday and, uh, and my daughter's Kirby to Heroes campaign. Uh, it's just great. We really appreciate it. Great. And while we appreciate everything that your family has done for us, we will never, uh, we'll never thank you enough, Neil. But thanks so much for being on the show. My pleasure. And, and for everyone out there listening, celebrate Jack Kirby Week. Uh, 
please listen to Women of Marvel later this week. Learn all about Jillian Kirby's campaign. Contribute where you can, because this is Marvel, your universe.